You are listening to Destination MTB on Mountain Bike Radio. Hello, Mountain Bike Radio listeners. Thank you for tuning in to the newest show on Mountain Bike Radio, and it is called Destination MTB. In the first episode, what I'm going to do is just give you a little breakdown of what it's going to be, and then I'm going to give you a discussion that I had with John Kalarvik, who is the race director of the X100, which is in Traverse City, Michigan, on Saturday, August 20th. John has been on the show before, so if you're a longtime listener, you recognize the name, you recognize the race, um, but he's a good guest, and uh, I'm actually going to be going out there this year to do a little announcing. So uh, between that and the fact that I think it's a great opportunity for a destination race and take the family along, Traverse City, Michigan, is a, it's a great area. There's a lot of trees, you have the water, you have a lot of trails, and it's a good venue for the race. So I'd definitely check that out. But first, I want to thank two sponsors. Uh, this episode is brought to you by EC Pedals. Uh, EC, if you've been listening, you know EC has been sponsoring some episodes, but they've done two great things that I really appreciate, and I think you should too. A, they've supported MBR, and B, which is most importantly, they're offering you $15 off a set of new EC pedals. You can go to rideec.com slash radio to get the information, print off the coupon, find out all the details over there. Second sponsor for this episode, we have Wasa 24 You can go to wasa 24com for information about the race, signing up. They have a 6-hour, 12-hour, 24-hour, several different categories, several different races going on. It's a great time. I've raced the 24-hour at Wasa 24 several times. I've raced in all categories, 6-hour, 12-hour, 24-hour, solo, team, it's a great course, great venue, the awesome vibe. So, I mean, there's the, the thought that 24-hour racing is, well, it has pretty much taken a hit. And uh, there's a few great events left, and this is definitely one of them. People make a noise all night, uh, talking, racing. It's a, it's a really good vibe. That race is July 30th to the 31st in Wausau, Wisconsin at Nine Mile Recreation Area. Here's the cool thing. If you're in the area and you've been thinking about racing it, you can get 15% off by being a listener. You can use code JULY15, that's JULY15, the number 15, until July 15th. So head over to wasa24.com, sign up, put in the code JULY15, save yourself 15% right there. Awesome. Thank you to EC Pedals and Wasa24 uh, for getting on board for this episode. All right, so about Destination MTB. My whole goal with the show is to bring you basically the people, the voices, the stories, and all the information behind different destinations throughout the world. So these could be spectacular riding areas or maybe great vacation areas that have a lot of great riding. They could be destination races. They could be any, you know, like the Imba Epic trails to... Um, different ride centers to, for example, like uh, Cuyuna and Duluth in Minnesota are both really pushing their areas hard and a lot of people are going there. That, that's a perfect example. We could get people on from there. We could get riders. We could get race directors, like in the case of this first episode. Anything that relates to us taking a trip to go somewhere that's worthwhile, 
I want to bring that to you. I want to give kind of a, give you a, a voice to all those top 10 lists and the best trails to ride this and that list. Uh, there's just, we get to read about it and see some maps and a few videos, but beyond that, we don't know the people involved. We don't know the business involved. We don't know the, the nitty gritty on how it got to be how it is, who built the trails, uh, everything. So I want to bring you some information, maybe tidbits of what you need to know when you go there, all that kind of stuff. That's the point of this show. And, um, yeah, so this first episode I had John interview John a couple of weeks ago and, uh, he's a great kickoff to this and I appreciate it. Uh, the first thing I want to say, or I want to say before we get to this episode, is I apologize uh, for the audio quality on this. He was in a hotel, and we were having some feedback going on. So there's a little bit of a a weird feedback loop, I think, going on. I cleaned. I took the time to clean up a lot of it, but there's still a few issues. So just hang in there. Most of it's pretty good, um, but it's still not the quality that I'd like to have going on mountain bike radio. All right, the next episode of Destination MTB, I am planning on talking to Steve Mokan from Chasing Epic, uh, which is a guide company that provides trips throughout the Western states. And uh, they have some really cool things going on. He's really excited about getting on mountain bike radio. So I'm excited to bring you some information on that. So definitely stay tuned to that. Just a reminder, uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Twitter and Instagram is MTB or MTN Bike Radio. Um, keep up to date. I try not to copy all different or the same content over on all of them. So definitely check them all out. Also, reminder to check out the app. Go to your app store, type in Mountain Bike Radio, and that is a great way to do it. You can filter through different shows. So if you only listen to, let's say, Just Riding Along or the Apex Nutrition Podcast, you can go to the search box in the app. Type in Just Riding Along. It brings up every episode of Just Riding Along, so you don't have to worry about the others. If you listen to every episode as soon as it comes out, thank you very much. I know there's a lot of you that do that as well. All right. If you have any questions, comments, or want to get on the show, maybe you're one of these people that's involved with one of these destination areas, or you have a, let's say, a little cabin that you rent out to mountain bikers and you're really involved with the local scene, send me an email. It's ben at mountainbikeradio.com. All right. Let's get to this discussion with John Klarvik. Thank you for listening in to the first episode of Destination MTB, and have a good day. Hello, and welcome to Mountain Bike Radio. I am here with John Klarvik. He is the race director for the X100 that is in Traverse City, Michigan on August 20th, 2016. Um, we're just going to talk through a bunch of the details. He's going to give... Uh, some information, details, race specifics, just give you an idea of what you can expect. It is in its fourth year. And um, John's been on before. We've discussed this race. Uh, I went out there last year, and my brother and I, after a night of rain, decided to go somewhere else to ride. Um, we just uh, It was just a decision we had. But we're going to go back next, this year, and I'm actually going to be announcing. And... Um, I'm looking forward to that. So it's always good to have you on, John. I appreciate you taking the time. How's it going? It's been awesome to be back on. Love yeah. it. And uh, things are going great. Yeah, you're, it sounds like you're a little, uh, you have some, a little busy in the background. You're out in Colorado uh, 
doing some stuff for you. Enjoying the, yep. Just enjoying the, enjoying the uh, four or five days in the mountains and, uh, couldn't be in a better place. 90 degrees and blue skies. Yeah. That's nice. All right. But, uh, in the meantime, working on, working on race stuff. Yeah. Race, race stuff never, basically never ends. You have a year round, year round job. What, uh, tell us about this year. What's going on? There's some changes coming. Uh, you changed the race venue and what's going on. Yeah, we, we, we did a little bit, you know, Ben, we've, um, we're in our fourth year. We've grown every year. Um, you know, we had 320 racers last year. Uh, you know, fingers crossed we're, we're expecting over 400 this year. So, uh, we looked at our venue and we're going to move it to Timber Ridge in Traverse city. And, uh, for a couple of reasons, um, number one, it's, it's big. I've uh, got a lot of room to accommodate us. The Iceman finishes there. Everybody's familiar with it. And it's really close to Traverse City. So uh, we've got uh, we got a great venue with New Belgium on tap. Again, uh, this year, those guys have been fantastic uh, supporters of the race. We've got Cordwood Barbecue and a great food truck uh, for an after-race party. And uh, a local Northwood Soda Root Beer and uh, Soda Pop Company. So it should be a great time. Yeah. And can I say for people that aren't familiar with Traverse City, you know, I, I know you get a lot of locals, but for those people that haven't traveled there, it's not what you expect. I mean, it is, I think it's, it seems like Michigan's vacation spot, but as an outsider going there, there's Traverse City, the, the city, and it's beautiful Lake Michigan. Like the area is beautiful. I was very surprised. And the outer areas where you had the venue last year, for example, it's you're out in the middle of it feels like you're out in the middle of nowhere it's it, it does ben even where we're at now um timber ridge is on the east side of traverse city so we're a little bit outside we're right um hooked up into the vasa ski system trail system yeah. where the race starts and starts and finishes so the cool part about this is you're going to come to the race you're going to park you're not going to get back into your car until the next day or when you're done with your race it starts and finishes yeah. in the exact same spot uh we got a great great uh great course and, and planned out for this year yeah I, I'm always a fan of parking the car, leaving it for the weekend, and just being able to do my thing. You know, it's that uh, we've got. And Timber Ridge is a huge campground. You can tent camp. You can take uh, motorhomes, fifth wheels, pop ups. Doesn't matter. Um, they've got uh, cabins to rent as well. Uh, it's a very large campground. Uh, lots of stuff to do for the kids and the family. There's a pool. Uh, they rent go karts and golf carts, and you can ride your bike all through the park. Um, they even do dodgeball every night under the lights. So it's kind of fun for the kids. <laughs> under the lights? Yeah. Under the lights. Yeah, they do. They do. They do night dodgeball and, uh, all the kids flock to it. So it's a great family venue. If you're thinking about it, um, you're wanting to watch your, your significant other race. Uh, there's plenty to do during the day. All right. Cool. Let's talk about the course. You have a 25 mile, 50 mile, 100 mile. And I think, uh, have you changed those up or are they going to be pretty much the same? You know, pretty much the same, Ben. Um, it's the same course as, as last year. We are, we are starting essentially at mile 14 of the old course. Right. And then following the same route around. So if you can kind of envision a clock, we just twisted it a few degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, and it changes, it changes the course dynamic a, a bit. Um, you're going to leave Timber Ridge. You got a nice, so uh, say two mile rollout onto some wide two track. And then I'll tell you, it's game on, you know, it's, it's single track game on for the, the next several hours on and off. We do give you breaks in between on some, on some two tracks and even some wider single track. So there's ample room for passing and, and taking breaks if you need to and things like that. So that's not really a big issue, but, um, you know, to start off with, 
the 25 mile race uh, this year, we increased it from 20 to 25. Uh, a lot of the feedback was great 20 mile race last year, but we'd like some, we'd like a little more, a little bit longer. So we increased it to 25 miles, and uh, it's mapped. It's on our website at x100race.com. You can download the Garmin file and follow it. And I'll tell you what, it is probably the most fun 25-mile race I've ever I've ever done, um, raced in or been part of. It's technical. It's challenging as you want it to be, and it finishes with you know a three-mile sprint back to the uh, back to the finish. So you're going to be challenged. You're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to take you through um, places that we call the headwaters. We're going to take you into what we call the grinder. And you can imagine, it's got some steep switchbacks or short, but you got to climb some hills. And, and the Holy Grail and uh, Adderall and uh, some marked Vasa single track. So it's really, really a fun race um, and caters kind of to the masses. So if you're new to mountain bike racing, it's a great event to get involved in. I think the key part that you said was it's as... It's as difficult as you want to make it, right? The 25 mile is for somebody that you could have a beginner coming out there. They've been riding just this summer, come out and race at 25 up to somebody that's an expert, been riding a long time. I mean, they make it as hard as they can because 25 miles, you sprint that out. It's just as hard. You know, it's, it's a hard, uh, it can be hard. Yeah. You're going to sprint that out. Even the fastest, the fastest person on the course, I'm going to say is going to average, you know, 14 miles an hour. Give or okay. take. Um, so even even at that, it's it's still going to be if you if you if you sprint the twenty five, you're going to know you did it. Can I ask you a question about the difference between? because yeah. I've never done Iceman. Is Iceman all open? It's it has no single track. Um, Iceman really does not have any single track. I've okay. done the Iceman probably ten times, and it's point to point, great race, great venue, great event. Okay. Um, you know, one of the best, great end party. But yeah. it's a road race in the dirt. It's a okay. road race in the dirt. This is, X, X25 is a mountain bike race. Right. Okay. I just want to make sure for people, they might yeah. be thinking, like, what's the difference between the 25 and the Iceman, you know, the terrain and stuff, but it's totally different. Totally different. Perfect. All right. What's the 50 mile? Yeah. What, uh, talk about so that. We ju- yeah, we jumped, to the, we jumped to the 50 mile, and the 50 mile is a tough race. Um, you know, every, anything is, and if you're prepared for it, it's not so tough. So you really want to come in conditioned you want to be in shape if you're thinking about getting into endurance uh mountain bike racing the x50 is a great race to start with um you know winning times are going to be around four hours maybe a hair under uh so you can kind of do the math in your head uh there's a lot of single track a lot of switchbacks um, a lot of technical stuff basically follows almost the entire route of the x100 we just peel you off a little early and, and don't do the what we call the big outer loop to Kalkaska. So. And honestly, Ben, you're going to cross rivers, streams, lakes, uh, up and down hills. It is such a cool event. You know, I got guys that have come up to me every year and say, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And I smiled the entire time. It was awesome. Are they- so you really look forward to a, to a great endurance event if you're thinking about getting into that kind of thing. Yeah. Are there actual streams? You do cross streams? Uh, a couple little cricks. Okay. Nothing big. Okay. Yep. The, right um- next to a lot of them. Can, is the dirt, what's the dirt like? Cause sections we pre-rode last year, we, we, it ranged everything from, you know, like dirt, like nice kind of loamy dirt sections to that Northern type of sand that you'd expect in Northern, you know, part of Michigan, Northern part of Wisconsin, Northern part of uh, Minnesota. What can you explain? Well, I'll tell you, we've what? got a, we, <laughs> we've got, we've got a trail guru, Tom, 
Okay. Let's call him T Dub. T Dub, we think lives in the woods. And uh, I can't actually confirm where he lives. Yeah. No, we can't. We can't. He's just out there. He's just out there. And uh, we, uh, there is some sand. You know, there is some of that Michigan blow sand Mm -hmm. um, on the two tracks, but, you know, it's not one of those um, ever. You will never should never have to get off your bike like oh my gosh i'm riding on a beach this is horrible yeah the pits. you know if there's some sand if there's no pit you know okay. there's some downhill stuff you're going to cross over you're going to glide through it um a lot of the single track is firm packed organic single track it's not mm-hmm. made by a bobcat or a machine it's made by picks axes shovels and mountain bikers yeah so it's hard based in the tr- and it's fast i mean it rolls really well and there's some new sections we put in new stuff every year we got a couple miles that are new this year okay. you know those couple miles will be a little, they'll, they'll be a little bit rough but uh, if i look what's happened the last few years to our trail system um some of the stuff is so smooth and so fast and rolling and fun it's great you're going to get a little bit of that uh, you know if it rains yeah it's going to be a little greasy um it if we don't get any rain water, it'll be a little bit dry it does it yeah. does yes but if we don't get any rain and, you know, like the first year was 95 degrees, it was a little dry. <laughs> yeah. So, so you want to make sure you're, you're prepared. So, yeah. And when it's 95 degrees, you're not worried about how dry the dirt is. Trust me. Right. Right. <laughs> you're worried about other things. Yeah. It's uh, survival mainly. <laughs> All right. So the big, the big one, the namesake, the X100, what, uh, the X100, you know, it took five years to build this course before we even had the first race four years ago. So I've been doing this now for almost nine years. When you start putting it in those terms, like, wow, that's a long time. Yeah, that's you know, absolutely. this is a race you're, that one. You're in you're in Colorado with your kid at looking at college. Your kid, when you started doing this, was I mean, just going into middle school. Let's say, you know, he was eight, eight years old. Yeah, eight <laughs> right, years old. Now yeah. I sent him off to college. Yeah, right, put right. in perspective, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy how, how time flies, but, you know, I sat down with some friends of mine and, and said, this is what I want to do. Um, after I had spent four years on the course, we spent one more year tweaking it. And then we started the X 100 and, you know, we're trying to get it added to the NUE series. We think it'd be a great, um, great venue for NUE, but this hundred mile, it's really for the mortal man. You know, it's not an impossible race to finish. Uh, first year was impossible. We've got it now. It's, it's tweaked where, you know what, if you prepare for this race, you can finish this race and you can do well and have fun and, and ride a hundred miles on a mountain bike in 10, 11 hours. Yeah. We expect uh, the winners to be under seven. Um, this year, uh, Mike Simonson is in, he's going to give those fast guys a run for their money this year. So that should be, uh, should be a very exciting race for us. Jordan um, has to win again. Jordan Wakeley's won it. What? All three years. Jordan's won three. Three years, all three years. He's won it all three years. Uh, last year, uh, Alex and I, uh, newcomer to the scene, uh, raced with Jordan, and they raced the entire race together. And yeah. Jordan pulled away, I think, with about six, seven miles to go. So, um, you know, we throw a couple other fast guys in there, and I think it's going to get exciting then. Yeah. The um... uh, But the race, anyway, the, the race course, it follows the X50, kind of same thing, okay. but we head you all the way out to Kalkaska, all the way to Kalkaska. And, um, you know, that middle 30, 40 miles is a little more open. Uh, we got a little more gravel road in there, um, but we do throw some single track at you. We throw some tooth track at you. Uh, we've been working really hard the last couple of years, and that trail is, you know, the infamous bumpy, bumpy trail in Kalkaska has now. It's now not so bumpy. It's smooth. It's ridden. It's it's not, it's, it's kind of the same as everything else. So um, we're looking forward to to using that part of the trail again. Yeah. What talk about the aid stations? What do you, what's the scoop of that? Cause that's always somebody's people's question is what is there? Is there not any, can, what do I need to plan on? 
Well, you know, man, with any, 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 any long endurance race, it's, it's buyer beware. Um, you got to be prepared to, uh, um, you know, for your own fuel, your own needs. Um, that goes without saying Mm -hmm. what we do is we put eight, we're going to put eight aid stations on the course and, uh, those are going to be spaced out. The first aid stations at mile, um, mile 16. So you're going to go 16 miles with nothing. Um, and it goes by pretty quick, frankly. Uh, so it's not that big a deal, but we're going to have eight aid stations on the course. They're going to be spread out about the time you think, Hey, I'm thirsty. I'm out of water or I need something. An aid station is going to pop up. And, um, all eight of those aid stations have got, of course, water, lots of water. Uh, we got a local sponsor who, who gives us a tremendous amount of water. And then, um, hammer is back this year for electrolytes, uh, to sponsor those aid stations. And then we've got two major aid stations at about 30 and, and 65 miles. And those are going to have, um, full aid, uh, bathroom facilities, medical facilities, uh, ride or drop out. If you get to that point where you say, Hey, I just can't finish. We'll give you a ride back. We're going to have bananas, oranges, fig newtons, peanut butter and honey sandwiches, things like that. We're going to feed you um, at those major aid stations. Um, other aid stations, we're going to have the basics. You know, we're going to have all the hydration we need. We're going to have bananas and oranges um, in between. So uh, aid stations are, are stocked. They're stocked heavy. Uh, the Boy Scouts run our aid stations. They do a tremendous job. A uh, great group of kids. You know, We donate back to the Boy Scouts because we kind of like that. Um, so the A stations are well-stocked, well-placed. And the other thing we do, Ben, is we allow you two drop bags. Um, if you give us those drop bags at 6 in the morning on race day, we're going to drop those bags at, uh, say, mile 32 and mile 70 for you. So whatever you want in those bags for your own personal needs, those bags will be on a tarp when you get to that station and ready for you to, to, to make the switch out. That's a good deal right there. That's always helpful because it's nice you can – Racers, if you've never done a hundred miler like that, it's a good, if nothing else, security blanket because you can pack, you know, let's say an extra tire and an extra, I don't know, something, you know, extra clothes or something like that at mile, at mile thirty, you know, in case you slash a sidewall and you're just limping along and you get there and then you can change it all up, or if at mile seventy you can you can ditch things or you could. Um, the same deal. You can stick a spare tire in there or whatever you can fit in there that you wouldn't normally want to take. It's, it's very helpful. Put it that way. Yeah. It's a one gallon. It's a one gallon. We give you two one gallon Ziploc bags. Okay. You put so your you, number on it. So you, you might not be able one, to fit a tire. On it. Yeah. You might not be able to fit a tire, <laughs> but you can fit stuff to like stuff in your tire. Yeah. You, you can fit stuff. So yeah, but we'll have it there laid out in, in our A stations now. The next thing we have, and I tell you, this this team concept has really taken off, um, and it's a three-person relay team. Okay. And I, last year, I got to tell you, it was so competitive. Um, there are the strategy behind the three-person team. You know, I got three guys on my team. Which one's the best at single track? Which one's the best at gravel? Which one's the best at two tracks? And you're going to break that down and and strategically drive with the fastest person on the fastest leg. And, um, it was so much fun to watch. I mean, there were people even figuring out how to switch one because you, you get to, you get to the, we call it rider exchange point after stage one, and you got to take the plate off biker one and put it on the bike with biker two. And, uh, you know, there's even, even strategy on how fast, like think of, think of Daytona 500 or the Indy 500, you know, how do you change that plate in that pit mm-hmm. as fast as possible to the next, to the next rider? It's really exciting. And, and these rider exchange points become, you know, mini race venues because number one, there's a fully stocked aid station there. So we've got medical, we've got sag wagon drivers, we've got food, we've got beverages, we've got parking, we've got people, we've got music. 
Um, so it ends up being kind of a mini party and you got spectators, uh, cause they're great places to watch. Um, but the first, the first, um, stage is going to be 32 miles. Um, stage two is going to be the longer stage this year. It's going to be probably closer to 36 miles, 37 miles. And then you're going to switch out for stage three. Um, but the team event is going to be, uh, again, it's going to continue to grow. People seem to really like the venue, like the event, um, like the challenge. We are going to crown an all women's team this year. We had some requests last year from, uh, from some of our women racers that says, Hey, what about us? So we're going to crown an all women's fastest team. Good. Is there with that, um, do you find it's people that beginners medial, like the people have been doing it intermediates or expert, or is it a mix of everyone? You get like a team with two expert and a intermediate or a, a beginner that their friend is just getting into it. Where do you find the mix on that? Because I can see people trying to put it together a team and not really sure of what they're getting into. We run, we literally run the rainbow. Okay. We're going to get it. The, the team who won it last year were seasoned experienced pro guys. And they were in it to win it. They stacked the team. They did a great job. They were very strategic. Um, they were fit, super great racers, had a great time, and they just killed it. But you know what? We had a ton of teams saying, look, I know I can't get first, second, or third, but I'm going to battle. I want fourth or fifth right. or sixth or seventh or whatever right. it might be. Yeah. Or it might just say, hey, I got two buddies. We want to do this race. We can't ride 100 miles. We want to do more than 25. What can we do? So they're signing up, and they're doing this team thing together. And they're coming back to Timber Ridge at the end and, you know, Beers on tap. You got food, fun, music. So they're doing it for those reasons too. So we really run the spectrum. Yeah, you have some other challenges going on too. I think that's new. What's the, the Strava challenge and some other stuff? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Keen Energy, our friends at Keen, big mountain bike racers, huge supporters. Um, they haven't published their, their their Strava segment yet, but they will. There's going to be some Strava segments. Uh, one in particular that uh, you're going to race during the race. Everybody will be able to cross it. And uh, the fastest man and fastest woman, there's cash prize for that. So that'll be kind of fun when those guys figure out. And I'm leaving it up to them. They're the sponsor of that Strava segment. Uh, Keen's been a great partner, continues to be. And uh, so they're going to have that uh, race within a race. It's going to be kind of fun. Uh, the other thing we're going to do this year is uh, we, uh, we like to give to charity. We like to give back to the community. So um, if, uh, if you have a corporate if you want to be a corporate sponsor or a corporate team, or even a, let's say you've got a bike shop team, you know, if you have a racer in every event, and that would mean the 100, the 100 person relay team, the 50 and the 25, whoever has the fastest total combined times, we're going to make a donation to the charity of your choice. Uh, you know, you get bragging rights of being the team that was fastest. So, um, kind of a neat thing, and it's a way that you know, if you got a team that comes from downstate and they have a charity that they're involved with, we'll make a donation in their name. So that's kind of fun. That's new this year. Yeah, bragging rights and bragging rights—that's always the key. And and bragging rights, yeah. right? And yeah. bragging rights, right? But you got to have a racer. You got to have a racer in each each discipline. You got to have a racer in each category. So, and then we add the total time. Pretty simple, and uh, we go from there. All right, great. So is there anything else? Uh, just a reminder, listeners, x100race.com is the website. ton of information over there, all details that you'd ever need. If you have any questions, uh, how do they get a hold of you, John? Info at x100race.com. Is that good? Yep, that, that's the best email. Follow us on Facebook. Um, the website is very complete, got lots of data. Uh, you can click the registration link right from there. takes you to Bike Reg. 
as you know, bike reg is a very easy system to use. Pretty much point and click, put your credit card in, you're good. Yep. Um, so you can order your food ahead of time. You can order all your gear ahead of time. Uh, if you get in early enough, then we give everybody a free t-shirt, but you got to be in uh, by early August because okay. these years have to go to print. Yeah. So I think there's a cutoff date for that. Um, race fees do go up July 5th. So if you want to save a little money, we got a few weeks left to get in before the first price bump. And, um, and basically we do that then because as we crunch, as our, as our time schedule gets crunched, we get busier, it gets harder and harder um, to add folks. So we encourage early, early sign up. Cool. And uh, we're doing a little discount for Mountain Bike Radio listeners for the show. We are. I think. There I think go. we do. I think if you listen <laughs> yep. to this podcast, uh, I. Yep. Go ahead. We're doing ten percent off. That sounds great. We'll do that, and I go. think you've got a code. You'll post. Yep. MBR two thousand. Yep. MBR two thousand sixteen. There you go. Yep. So Just go to Bike Reg, Type in that code. Your discount will pull through. Yes, and that's good. When are we going to make that good till? I don't think we decided. Um, I don't think we decided. What do you want to do? <laughs> well, you know you what? We'll, we'll, I, we'll figure it out. I'll put it in the show notes. All you right. can use code MBR2016, 10% off, and you should hurry because we could decide to just cut it off in a week. So <laughs> there we you could. go. But so I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave that up to you. You tell me. Okay, perfect. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. The so <laughs> listeners, uh, if you're interested in doing this, 10% off is a good deal. I mean, it, it gets you, that's enough to get you some extra food that's a meal yeah um, i tell you what man i'm really excited about having you i'm really excited about having you here this year to call the race yeah this should be um, an interesting yeah. i think that's i think that's great yeah I, i'm looking forward to it it's a good as i i guess as i age <laughs> maybe it is i realize <laughs> that uh doing things off the bike as well as you know racing still cool but doing different things off the bike that involve that uh help you to learn about everything in a different way, you mm-hmm. know? So it gives you a lot of different perspective and, uh, I don't know, just kind of brings it all full circle. So I appreciate the opportunity. Well, going from, yeah, if you want to be a racer or and then once you become a race promoter, you look at racing differently. Um, you get a great appreciation for race directors who put these events on. And, you know, we use, we, we it takes over a hundred volunteers to pull this off on, on that Saturday. Yeah. It, there's a lot of people involved. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts involved. It's all fun stuff. Um, yeah, the, even the course, you know, you'll, you'll see some blue. If you're all there now, you start riding, you'll see some blue paint on the, on the ground or on a tree here and there. Um, you know, follow it to the next blue dot and you're on the right track. Yep. Yeah. The, the work that goes into a hundred mile race is, uh, way more. You think it'd be a lot, but it just add that times two. <laughs> just to make sure everything along the entire course is, is good. People aren't going to get lost. It's, it can be pretty stressful. And I, I want to ask you before. Safety is a huge, safe, yeah, safety is a huge concern. We don't want anybody lost. So right. it's a big concern. Right. But go ahead. Well, I want to ask you before we end this, uh, you mentioned the process you've been doing this, you know, you're putting together the kind of the race plans, the course idea for five years before you got going. And now it's been, you know, this would be the fourth year of the race. It's 10 years. Right. Since kind of the initial yeah. like, hey, let's uh, see if we can con- concoct a plan, you know. Right. Looking back at the 10 years, are there some key points that you've learned just from promoting this race and, uh, you know, dipping your toes into the 100 mile type of thing like this where you, you know, like you said, your NUE possibility. Is there any what 
what key points have you learned along this process? You know, Ben, it's um, the biggest thing is it's always harder than you think it's going to be when you start something. That's just, I think, life in general. But, um, you know, the biggest thing is the, the support, the group of people I have supporting me and helping me. I'm, I'm always open to any ideas. You know, I, I, I take everybody's ideas, all the questions, all the answers, all the comments, all the suggestions after the race, and I weigh those. And frankly, we incorporate almost all of those suggestions the following year because these are the people that are on their bikes, on their saddles for up to 10 or 12 hours and say, hey, why don't you think about this or why don't you think about that? Um, and I can, uh, we use all those suggestions to make a better race. You know, we set out to, to have something different than anybody else ever had um, in an event. Uh, we're okay with slow growth. Um, you know, we've got some big aspirations. We'd like it to be a national event. We'd like it to be on the calendar, no different than a, a Leadville or a Mohican or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we're okay taking it slow and, and doing it right. So that's why we take all the suggestions. And I can never learn enough. Every year I learn something that I didn't know the year before. And uh, you take that, you use that. Yeah. And one more thing. I'm curious. I'm yeah. always curious with other race promoters. Uh, how do you personally deal with those people that are just angry at life, but they, they, they lash out, you know, you're always in front of people, right? And when you get a really angry person, sometimes some people have a hard time because they take it personally. What do you do to, to deal with somebody that's, you know, rips you, rips the race. It's just mad. How do you deal with that? Hey man, it's, it's okay. It's right. It's just, uh, freedom of speech and you know, everybody can yeah. say what they want to say, do what they yeah. want to do. And it's okay. I got broad shoulders and thick skin. Exactly. And uh, if I get, they got to take, they got to take their bad race day out on me versus their friend or spouse or kids. Hey, so be it. Let them take it out on me. I'm good with that. It doesn't matter. And you know what? At the end of the day, we're going to try and make it right. Two years ago, I had a racer. We pulled from the course because he, he missed a cutoff and he was upset because yeah. he wanted to finish that race. Mm-hmm. He was, he, 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 he squared off. He was mad at me for pulling him off the course. But I said, you know what? I'm pulling you off the course because you know, it's not safe. And here's the registration on me for next year. Yeah. No, that's, and that's good. how I dealt with that situation. And, and he came back, came back from rest next year. Yeah, that's great. I, I like to get the, give listeners a little inside uh, scoop into the thoughts of some of the race promoters. So that's good. Uh, you take the good with the bad and uh, the good always outweighs. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So listeners, if you have any questions about mountain bike radio in general, feel free to send me an email. It's Ben at mountainbikeradio.com. But if you have any questions about the X100, again, it's August 20th, 2016 in Traverse City, Michigan. Uh, if you have any questions, go, you can email info at x100race.com and go to the website. I will link it in the show notes. I'll link Facebook page. Any pertinent information I will link in the show notes. So if you have any questions, go there. Um, but that's it. So, John, thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Thanks, Ben. See you in a month or two. Yes. And thank you, listeners, for tuning right. in, and that'll do it. Thank you. Again, special thank you to EC Pedals for sponsoring this episode. You can head over to rideec.com slash radio to get yourself $15 off a set of new EC Pedals. And also special thanks to Wausau24, Go over to wasa24.com, type in the code July 15th. Hurry up on this. You have until July 15th to get this done, and you get 15% off. So that's it. Thank you. If you have any questions, 
send them to me at ben at mountainbikeradio.com. <laughs>